0: Welcome to Read This Fucking Book episode 20, Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. I'm Elena. I'm Rachel. And uh before we get into this luscious little gem of a book, uh Rachel, uh, what have you been up to lately, girl? Oh, just nothing.
1: Nothing at all. Just everything. Uh what <laughs> I did a <laughs> Let's see. What's my book tie-in? So a few days ago, I went to a pop-up bar here in New York City that's called The Cauldron. It's a Harry Potter-themed bar where you essentially solve... You have a magic wand and a robe, and you solve riddles and mix potions for booze. Like, as you solve a riddle, you get more ingredients for your cocktails. So it was
0: pretty fun. That sounds amazing. Um, I wish I could only dream of having something like that near me.
1: I mean, it was it was a lot of times those themed pop up bars can kind of be just loud and really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But this one, for whatever reason, it was very like chill. They had like just kind of background kind of Harry Pottery kind of music going and every no one would like people were excited because they were you know doing magic but they weren't like yelling there were you know like there was no dj mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it was
0: it wasn't the yule ball with the uh shittiest i mean i fucking uh, love wedding the yule ball. dj ever
1: i fucking love the yule ball i'm not shitting on that i'm kind of shitting on the star wars pop-up bar that i went to last year for my birthday that's uh. the one i'm shitting on
0: <laughs> and I, th- I think i was shitting on the yule ball that they uh had in the movies where they had the cool band oh, and then yeah. it was like shitty dj shitty like every DJ. high school dance ever
1: i <laughs> uh, yeah no the yule ball that they have here every year in new york city is really fun not certainly cool. not shitting on that what have you been up to i mean we did we just um, saw each other so it's been
0: a week how are you <laughs> yeah um yeah so i mean still you know in con recovery uh the only uh book news that i have is that i remembered um one of my favorite authors has a, a new book out and it actually it came out like three days before dragon con and i just like blocked it out of my mind because i was like I literally cannot know that this book exists. It's, it's I, ca- I call the series London Steamcrack crack because it's, it's Beck McMaster. It's her mm. um, London steampunk world. Mm-hmm. If you're ever curious about them, we'll read them because they're fucking awesome. And they're awesome fucking too. Um, they're that kind of book. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, this is like the third in her second series um, uh, with the, within that world. And I, I, just i was like i i, I had to be in denial i had to say no no i misread that it wasn't three days before dragon con it was like 13 days you know and that's like it, I'll, I'll, I'll get it when i get home so last year I haven't, of, okay. yeah
1: last year when I, right I had my fire the the robin hobb book came out the last robin hobb book like that i mm-hmm. the very you know the the big culmination <laughs> of the, of the fits in the fool epic and like I didn't have fucking time to read that. My house had fucking burned down. And yeah, at mm-hmm. one point I was like sitting in the new apartment, like surrounded by all the soggy boxes, just reading.
0: <laughs> just like, <laughs> I can take, I can take this time. This is my me time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I have, I have unfortunately not found the me time to, uh, to actually read the new book, but I remembered that it exists and now I'm really excited to find that time. So hopefully soon. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, and we're both recovering to... from Dragon Con, so that's where we saw each other. Uh, yes. Recording this. Uh, a
0: little, a little bit more than a week after Dragon Con. Twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our, our livers are clearly both sufficiently recovered to uh, have started drinking sometimes again. So. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if I've recovered. I think I'm still. <laughs> still coming down. I'm still it's, it's a soft I'm just, landing. I'm still in it.
1: I'm just still in it. <laughs> You can't go cold turkey. You know, you could hurt yourself.
0: (laughs) After that week, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So um, one thing that we absolutely did not do while we were hanging out at Dragon Con was talk about this book at all. And the one text that you sent me about it was rather cryptic. So um, let's see. Uh, as As I said at the beginning, we are reading Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, this book was originally published in 2014 it is the first in the southern reach trilogy it won the nebula for best novel in 2014 and the shirley jackson award for best novel in 2014 Um, and then actually earlier this year a movie based on it uh starring natalie portman came out which i did not see (laughs) um oh i yeah i I was just skimming the Wikipedia, and she was literally the only face I remember from the previews. It's, just, it's got um, it's got
1: more than one Star Wars royalty a- actor in uh, it. Is all I'm saying. Oscar okay. Isaac.
0: <laughs> Very well. So, uh, full disclosure: I've not seen the movie. I don't know anything about how true it is to the book or whether it's worth seeing. But there is a movie of it. Yeah, I haven't so seen
1: it. I have not seen the movie either.
0: Yeah. So all that said, uh, Rachel, do you want to tell me what this book is about?
1: Fuck if I know. Fucking Jesus. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to tell you what the movie is about literally. And then I'm going to tell you what I think or the movie. God damn it. I'm going to tell you what I think this book is about literally and then I will tell you what I think this book is actually about. So, Literally, this book is about a four four person, all female scientific slash militaristic exploratory team going into uh, a place called Area X uh, which is this kind of undefinable, weird um, kind of X-Files esque kind of location I don't even know if it's in the United States quite honestly because he at one point she said something about a sugar glider and I don't know if those are here anyway they go into this space and they are the 12th expedition yes there's a 12th expedition there have been 11 before them they've all gone wrong. Every expedition has gone wrong in some mysterious way, but you get more and more detail through the story as she reveals it, because what you're essentially reading are her field notes as she goes slowly fucking crazy. So she gets, they get there. Everyone, it's very, it's very horror movie. Everyone starts getting picked off. There's like paranoia, you know, the, the allies become enemies. And then there's these kind of monsters slash forces of nature, um and it's really just kind of like a psychological trippy i took a bunch of mushrooms and went into the woods <laughs> and wrote a book so that's like literally what it's about and i think figuratively what's what it's about is a like the kind of weird insanity of the contemplation of the smallness and the finiteness of your own existence uh, the, inev- the inevitability, I'm having a hard time guys, the inevitability <laughs> of death, um, working through the, the kind of nihilism of working through a depression, because um, it's like, why? Why would you? Um, and the, the book itself is called Annihilation, which ends up being one of the catchwords that they have been hypnotically induced in them to cause them to commit suicide, but that's neither here nor there but there's a lot of hypnosis in this story and i think that's my biggest hurdle like it's beautifully written it's like reading poetry soup from a crazy person who really likes science fiction um i'm gonna there's a there's a fruit fly i'm gonna clap at it just a second and uh see i'm i'm in it i'm in area x and who did you just kill? Who did you just kill? <laughs> I think that fly might have been my friend. So <laughs> I I think that's what it is. Like I I get the I have no idea. I've not I've not watched the the film. I have seen like one trailer while I was watching another movie at some point. Um so I get the feeling that it's like a trippy horror sci-fi kind of thing, but it seems like it's mm-hmm. um it seems like it's a literary take at sci-fi horror and i'm i'm shocked it's a trilogy i have no idea what else they could possibly do but yeah that's what it's about
0: okay well okay i have two clarifying questions i want to ask sure um And I'll give you both questions and then you can answer them in either order. First, I'm curious whether you liked it, if you're ready and able to answer that. Uh And second, I just want to clarify your position is you think that the narrator is going crazy. Okay, I'll explain to you what I think is actually happening. So
1: did I like this novel? I think I liked it. I don't know if I would recommend it to other people um, because I feel like it would make them think that I'm pretentious does that make sense
0: <laughs> i i can see that i can see that I, I um there's a lot of literary um frills with this yes one. it's very frilly i think it could have been half as long um
1: and what was the second question
0: <laughs> you gotta uh, do you me. oh do, do I you think, is it is, is your read is that the narrator like is actually going crazy
1: so i inherently do not trust her as a narrator mm-hmm. i think she's absolutely flawed she has the kind of conviction um of of like i i think it therefore it must be true kind of thing that makes me feel Mm -hmm. like well everything you think is wrong then and there's (laughs) there's also just like a lot of hypnosis so much hypnosis in fact that i'm kind of the several times throughout the story i questioned whether or not it was even happening Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: Like, is this science fiction? Are these weird alien intelligent fungus things that are colonizing you and turning you into other things and making automatons? No, I think that maybe you just disassociated to the point (laughs) where your husband left you and you came up with this reason (laughs) of why. (laughs) I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, of course, the true horror is the human mind, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did this happen? I can't I really can't believe there's two more books. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I
0: have I have not read either of the sequels. Um I, I do intend to, um, because I want to know. Because my take on it is that it's actually happening and mm-hmm. that she is like the sane one. And that was um and that part of why she was able to, I guess, maintain some bit of herself was that in some ways she had like basically spent a lifetime kind of dissociating and kind of, and becoming one with the environment around her mm-hmm. so like she was able to do that here without like losing her essential self because she had she already knew how to do that how to be assimilated without um like losing herself yeah yeah so you know in that sense i'm like oh my god like there's is is she gonna go find her husband is he out there waiting no, for but her that, that made no
1: sense to me it made no sense to me she just suddenly decided her husband was there and i'm like didn't your husband come home and die of cancer but then they like start thinking oh no that was an automaton i'm like wait what now the fungus makes people i thought it just took people and made them into fungus monsters but it also makes other people is that the implication
0: that all the people that came out of the of of area x weren't really them um maybe not all of the people but at least all of them from expedition 11 that at some point the um assimilation machine that is like kind of the the force of what makes area x area x whether Mm -hmm. it's a machine like literally or figuratively um had had learned how to copy um human forms and you know send basically little golems out to be hive minded and Golem is a better like, word you know uh and then like slowly die <laughs> of horrible yeah look like, well, like it
1: couldn't it couldn't it's very like it's almost like a star trek plot where it's like the planet is trying to communicate with us Uh, yeah yeah it it was almost like this book is like what the first 30 minutes of girl interrupted feels like but nothing like (laughs) it never it never gets to the the connections like she never makes connections with anyone so it's just that that character continuing Mm -hmm. uh i think it might actually be a perfect role for natalie portman i could see why she would take that there's a lot of there's i mean there's a lot of uh, like for her to just kind of cry a lot and look at the camera <laughs> and, you know, do that thing that she does in like V for Vendetta where it's just like emoting, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, I, I, but I, I. Obviously, your sense of yourself is a different experience than what other people experience, right? There's like a whole lot right. more going on in your head than what you give everyone else, right? And so my question is, and I'm a little, I'm jumping around. So, you know, feel free to rein me That's back okay. in here. And not to be mean to our nameless main character. But if if this was her inner life... How the hell did she project herself to be interesting enough to get married?
0: <laughs> um, I I feel like um, I feel like that was mostly on the husband, like that he because she kind of talks about this actually, where she's like, I I think he thought I was some mysterious thing, and that there was more inside of me. And that he was just, like, waiting to unravel it. And right. so basically he, he kind of, like, spun this story about who she was and eventually perhaps woke up to the fact that, no, like, she was exactly, like, how she presented herself and he couldn't accept that that was all there was. Um,
1: but is and, that why
0: she – let's
1: let's posit that your theory is correct, that it's all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, is that why she does so well? in area x because she doesn't bring a lot of
0: her a lot of baggage like intellectual yeah, because, emotional psychological baggage i mean that that's that was my read on it that she was so i mean because she, she was she was a neglected child and like that sort of emotional scarring can definitely um warp your mentality like you it like it's there's a lot of clear documentation that you where you find people who are so damaged that they cannot relate to other people. They can only relate say to animals or, you know, to environments or things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I think that that was kind of the mold that she was taken from and that there, there is no like capacity for like emotional intimacy and relating inside of her. And because it's not like it was cauterized when she was so young, she also doesn't maybe feel the lack of it particularly. Um, And so there's nothing that's going to, like, drive her crazy or, like, make her, like, passionately upset or, you know, feel like she has become something else the way it might for, like, a more healthy and or normalized human being. um, Because she didn't have that part of her by the time she reached adulthood. It had been, you know, pushed away and locked in a place that she could never access.
1: Right. Well, just never developed in her. It wasn't. I don't. Yeah, right. It wasn't locked away. It just wasn't there. I think for her, I you know there there were like moments of clarity. While I mean, I think that the style, which was very difficult. I, kind of, I felt my – you know, I found myself glazing over sometimes and then being like, no, no, no go read that again because it was very like – it was like repetitive imagery, you know, with not a lot of like mm-hmm. content which, you know, when you come from – and I just come off a very plot-heavy b- book that I had been reading. it was just kind of like, whoa. You know, it was a huge shift in gears where you're like, no, this is an experience. Mm-hmm. This is an experience. You have to let it like wash over you. and. Right. There were like moments of just like extreme clarity when I was reading it where I was just like, yes, they've captured what it feels like to feel that thing I can't define or describe. Mm hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and how, you know, like and, and just in the way that she kind of talks about how she would, you know, go from looking at the pool in her backyard to looking at the tide pools when she was a grad student to looking at Area X and like the looking, it which is interesting because I think a lot of times, especially in science fiction and fantasy, which this is solidly in that genre while also bridging into horror and where horror, you know, and horror, is, horror has its own literary Kind of right. um, pedigree of of psychological examination that science fiction also has, and they they share. But you know, like when she when she would just kind of disassociate to the point where she just became an an observer. I think that's interesting mm-hmm. because most of the time in science fiction and fantasy, it's not it's not just about the observation; it's about the knowing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. human beings have this. We have to know. We have to go over the next hill. You know, but her, mm-hmm. especially when she thought she was dying, at, you know, there were I guess there's two points where she thinks she's kind of that's it for her. It's not even about knowing. It's just about like looking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, um, I think I think she like the, that character captured the ethos of the true biologist very well because like the the whole idea of sort of taking yourself out of it like you're not trying to impose a narrative on it you're not trying to interfere with it you're simply trying to observe it and follow the data where it takes you that's interesting that you say that because i think she was a terrible biologist (laughs) i mean i don't i don't know i'm not trying to say that i think she was successful at that like over the course of her career but in the sense that um that when she talks about like um, being, det- like, I don't know, I guess like the. The Thing like I don't know, would it be terrible if Area X overtook the world, like and you know, kind of killed all the humans and repurposed <laughs> us? Like that's you know, it's just it's an it's an ecosystem. You know, and she kind right. of has that very like detached, non-emotional, you know, sort of contemplation of it. like more, right, the more... National
1: Geographic, observe but do not interfere yeah, kind of thing. Yeah,
0: more when she's talking about like the general principles of the science, yeah. not necessarily. Because there were her lots of times of
1: where she would just be <laughs> writing down what was happening, and then she would just decide what things meant. Especially mm-hmm. when she was in the tower. I'm like, stop doing that. What's wrong with you? Why are you just deciding that's what all this thing, uh, that's what these things are made of or that's what they look like or or that's what they, mm-hmm. you know, that's what the intention was of the, of, and it's like, that's not how, that's not how science works. But there were, and she says this later on when she's talking about why she lost her job, why her grant wasn't funded. Like, <laughs> she's like, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that she's in it for the for the science that's not why she's in it right she's in it for for just like sucking that crap into her head that's what she wants and she doesn't want to share it with anyone else it she's just a she's like emoji eyes just looking at stuff yeah
0: because that's the place where she feels like herself or where she feels safe or at home is when she is absorbed into an environment and just watching and not being expect not expected to participate and not expected to, you know, be quote part of it except in the way that being an observer of a scene naturally like injects you into that scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say this, but I I this I have not seen the film. I think this might have made a better movie than a novel for me personally because mm-hmm. I mean, like, and not to negate like the the kind of the work and the and and the accomplishment that's done with with the rhetoric and and the word you know all like the actual words on the page like that's that's clearly something to be experienced but i think that i would like it better as a movie and i think i would hate it the most if it was a video game because like i can cuz i can like i can imagine myself watching it and being like oh okay this is like a psychological horror sci-fi thing about like how the planet you know how the planet is everything on the planet dies and is constantly remade into something else right it's like a
0: yeah uh yeah.
1: it's like almost it's like a dyson sphere s kind of thing where it's like everything is eaten and everything is born anew over and over and over again and if you if you as a human being, like one of the the curse of humanity, is a knowing that you will die someday and there is nothing you can do about it, and b understanding on a larger scale that you're fuel for that like mm-hmm. machine, right? Like that's that's a that's horror, right? That's that's looking yeah. in the place that you cannot look. But then I think if it was a video game and I was trudging back and forth between the fucking base and the tower and the and the light, I'd be pissed off. Like by the end of the time, they'd be like, "Oh, and this is it. It's psychological horror." And I'd be like, "Yeah, this is a dumb game, and I hate it." And,
0: and, and until until you got to the part in the uh, in the reeds, and then it's like giant moaning snake monster with distorted human face <laughs> comes by. Do you a run? <laughs> B fight? C fuck? <laughs> I don't know. This just got really weird. She got real. <laughs>
1: well, this is this is actually you're you're touching on the thing that made me the most confused because you know how she found the the exoskeleton, the human mask mm-hmm. that presumably was shed by the moaning man, the moaning monster. Right. I guess it's in the same location, ish. That's why I thought, oh, they're. They're turning, they're people turning into other things because they're sloughing off their skins, right? Mm-hmm. But now I don't even know. Now I'm just like, are, are are they are they, or are they themselves the 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 creations, and they've sucked everything out of the the regular people, and they send them
0: back as golems? Like I I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting question too. Like where the uh, I guess the actual vitality or life force or soul or right. m- mind Just as, you a, know, as a comparison to like, the idea, it's
1: like when you die, yeah. and they, and this happens in the novel, it's like people die and then like that's it, they're dead and then like they just have these, they, they leave a body behind, but it's not them anymore, right? It's just a body. And she right. cuts she cuts them up and drags them around and throws them away, but they're not she i mean she's already fairly disassociated from these people because they don't have names you know they're really just functions right. for her but like they become even more less of a of a person and so that's why i'm like well maybe we've got it all wrong maybe these maybe this the symbology of of emptying the people that go in and sending them out empty is mm-hmm. the same as death because there's so there's this one i'm going to read this passage and this passage is the moment, it's near the end of the novel, and it's the moment where I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I think I've been reading the, the, the symbolism correctly, but also I felt like this, I don't know if this, I, I wonder if the, an editor was like, this needs to be in here, because it just seems a little on the nose. <laughs> so she's gone back to the tower, and she's going to confront the, the creepy crawly, the Cilia monster, and she's looking at the words on the wall. And it says, the words on the wall here were so freshly formed that they appeared to drip, and the hand-shaped creatures were less numerous, and those that did manifest formed closed fists as if not yet quite awake and alive. And then in in italics it says, That which dies shall still know life and death, for all that decays is not forgotten, and reanimated shall walk the world in a bliss of not knowing. And I was kind of like, well, yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) everything dies and everything and then you become food and you know you get you know we were all stars once walking around blah 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 and i just that's when i was kind of like all right i get it and i still got 20% more to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> well um i don't know if this is a it's actually a very funny to me because my my experience of reading this book was so different because um, I'm, I'm like I don't I'm curious to see the movie but I, I don't I don't understand how this could be made into a movie that in any way like captures to me what the mood of the book is mm-hmm. because you are like so deeply in this character's head and I mean full disclosure the like I read it last spring in the midst of a pretty major depression and like working through some you know, kind of serious therapy stuff. So maybe it just really resonated, but I was just like, damn! like this, I, like my head has been in this place sometimes, maybe like not so extreme as hers. Like I've, I've never dissociated quite that strongly, but just that, um, that sense of being an observer, not being an active participant mm-hmm. in life and, you know, just sort of being held apart and like not having the same sort of judgment of a situation as everyone around me seems to and just sort of like but i see other patterns and i see other things that might be going on here i don't know like it just it really resonated um for me and i was just like oh my god like this i could give this book and sit and tell somebody this is like 80 percent what it's like inside my head when i really like when i'm in this place no i think you that, i
1: think as a tool for like giving it to somebody and saying this is what it's like to be depressed or this is what it's like mm-hmm. to be depressed and be understanding how depression works like that makes sense to me um uh, mm-hmm. i i don't know if i would give it to someone and be like this is a cool book about planetary you know <laughs> like environmentalism or i you know you know what i mean because it's not like right because <laughs> we've talked about this before it's like i really like setting his character but i don't know mm-hmm. if I would consider this a character. I think this is more I I I'm I'm still just don't know
0: if what actually happened is what is what she wrote down. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe depends on the sequels <laughs> where they go. <laughs> if they clarify anything or only like muddy the waters further. Yeah, But um, I, I think as like an exercise in
1: how the human mind kind of begins to wrap itself you know like psychosis mm-hmm. and like yeah right
0: yeah interesting yeah um so um do we do you feel a need to particularly discuss any of the like the characters because they're not really like i mean i, I wrote down that section but it's like there's there's four of them on the expedition it's the biologist which immediately is our narrator off, yeah the the anthropologist. Uh, who's immediately killed the surveyor and the psychologist and the surveyor and the psychologist are in their own ways, sort of antagonistic with the narrator. But um, the, there's also like her husband who makes an appearance in memories and flashbacks. And then at the end, his journal and then the the crawler, which is the only uh, organism that she has a direct like uh, moment with um that's like an an area x organism right but you notice like
1: well okay (laughs) so the crawler this is one of the the things that i latched on to that made me feel like none of it was real because when she went Mm -hmm. goes back to talk about the talk about the title about the title the title in like alaska or the pacific northwest or wherever the hell she was Mm -hmm. when she was in grad school and she she talks about seeing the destroyer of worlds uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the gigantic colossal starfish or whatever that has six legs and all the cilia on it. I'm like, that's what you're looking at. That's it. Mm-hmm. That you're, you've created a monster out of a photograph and a memory of a gigantic starfish. <laughs> I don't, I mean, maybe that makes me the surveyor like if you had to are are they archetypes (laughs) no but really like are the four characters archetyp? you know are they archetypal Mm -hmm. profiles of the human mind like is that what they're like what what are what what are they how do they function beyond being the antagonists that give her something to avoid and think about
0: yeah i mean that's 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 actually a really good question because certainly the um like the the surveyor is very um she's very like skeptical and very um like distrusting and <laughs> very like um, she takes pictures of everything and then we,
1: throws it on the ground like this is bullshit <laughs> uh
0: doesn't write anything in her journal yeah. fuck you yeah. asshole. you'll never take me. i fucking love that
1: <laughs> i'm like yeah there's nothing in the fucking journal is there you dickheads <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> she's like she, i mean she's kind of like the ultimate skeptic and um you know then the the biologist is obviously she's like she's all in on what may or may not be delusions it's certainly like intuitive leaps and some of them might be accurate and some of them might be completely inaccurate and she just kind of rolls with them because i mean i guess in that situation why wouldn't you like what what else do you have to hold yeah. on to like um, and, and then the I mean, what, what would the psychologist, the psychologist is
1: like the betrayer, like the Judas, cause she's the one that has more knowledge than the others and yet chooses, mm-hmm. chooses to withhold, to, to withhold it and it. to try and manipulate. Yeah. Like the God, the God personality. I don't know. I'm not, maybe it's not, maybe there aren't four archetypes cause then like the anthropologist is just like the innocent, the, the one <laughs> or the one that like can't handle it.
0: Yeah. The, the victim or the exploited or the, I mean, she seems to have been.
1: Well, I guess we don't really know because, again, they were all hypnotized. So we don't know mm-hmm. if she was brave or if she was forced. But the hypnoti- the yeah. hypnosis thing is really what I think kept me from really connecting with the story. And and I just, every time mm-hmm. it came up, I rolled my eyes. Every time. They were like, and then they would say this the word and I would feel, and I'm like, this is dumb. Is hypnosis even real? Can they even do... Stuff can you make someone kill themselves with a code word? Like I just, it's like that movie about the yeah. goats and the and the. <laughs> it's just, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely, um, I, I definitely agree with that because even I don't know, I have, I have at least one friend who has attempted to like use hypnosis as, you know, a, a tool to like help relax or whatever, and, I. Even that report is more like, I mean, you have to really want to take the suggestion to like, have it have any effect. And even then, like, you know, on some level that you're choosing to go along with it. Right. And this book is like like a bunch of winter soldiers where
1: they have no idea. They've been programmed to do crazy shit.
0: Yeah, it's 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 almost like dollhouse level yeah. of you know mind like mind wipe and then like program. Um, I mean, I definitely like had some skepticism there. I appreciated it in the way that it added yet another layer of unreliability to the narrator, um, right? Because she's certainly, so certain like this that is, she's, she's immune. Yeah. B- yes. Exactly. I mean, because this is a very classic. Um, I mean, it's a classic frame. It is a journal. It is first person point of view it is told retrospectively looking back at events because she admits that even though the journal she's writing is based on her field notes like she wrote she spent four days writing it before like after everything had happened so it wasn't actually like being written in real time as these events are happening and um i mean as someone who journals like the things that you say about something like in the moment or in that like in the immediate aftermath are not the same as what you say when your mind has had a chance to like parse through and create a story. Um, so like, it's already like a, a very classic unreliable narrator yeah. um, frame in, the in, in just in the way that it's told in the vehicle that the speaker tells you she is using to tell the story. Um, but then you add like that element of, Beyond just, like, the uncertainty, because how does the, like, rational mind and language explain these inexplicable, like, things that no human has ever experienced? Like, that kind of psychotropic mushroom effect. But then you also have, oh, and and then there was hypnosis. And, like, I don't and, – and what the psychologist said, how how many of your memories are real? Yeah. Like – do do you even know you know and then it's like oh my god psychologist
1: i I hate you you stupid
0: (laughs) yeah i mean this is like a a replicant situation like you know like rachel she doesn't even know she's a replicant is it also (laughs) like a kind of
1: hostility that you might feel towards your your therapist i don't i've never been in any kind of deep therapy but i assume if you're being forced to kind of deal with shit and Deconstruct things that maybe you may feel are a real part of your identity, but they're they're hurting you that you would mm-hmm. feel some kind of antagonism towards the person who's helping you do that um because then you know she eventually dies. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too meta, maybe it's not about a person's relationship going through therapy and then ending the therapy and then going off into the world after ending the therapy and and like being like I'm not fixed but I'm better and I can handle it now
0: I don't know Annihilation means ego death
1: Annihilation is the death of the id I I mean, and then there's that uh. like bizarre story about how her husband was in therapy forever because he believed he'd ex- he'd witnessed something terrible as an infant. But then the ther- the the psychologist or whatever was like, "No, that's not real." And then he saw a movie as an adult and was like, "Wow, I had watched this movie as a small child and like internalized it somehow." <laughs> which is like okay clue memory like you know there's a lot of clues about yeah. how th- memory is unreliable is unreliable yeah mm-hmm. i don't know did the psychologist really yeah. jump or what she pushed mm. i i pushed you down the stairs <laughs> you pushed me down the stairs uh I don't know. Uh, somehow death becomes her and this novel are about the same thing, really.
0: <laughs> mhm. <laughs>
1: you think you have control. For a way to
0: uh, to go on. You think you have control, <laughs> but
1: you just don't. Chaos reigns.
0: <laughs> what is it called when um,
1: you when you see the planet for for like new weather, climate, clo it's the plot of a Star Trek movie. Why can't I think of that
0: word? Hmm. Google it. Go for it. Um, in the uh, in the meantime, I was actually going to ask if there was... Um, it, other than the unreliable narrator aspect, if there were any things about the way this story is told or the structure of it that um, that you liked, didn't like, that particularly struck you. I mean,
1: I thought it was really effective... Um, to have it nested in that way, I never really mm. believed I was reading field notes because they just didn't read like field notes. Because she was, she would immediately present motivation and mm-hmm. causation for everything. So I'm like, well, these aren't field notes. This is you. This is you trying to control how I understand your actions. So, I mean, I and I I think that's on purpose. Like, you know. Everything is not what it seems. She tells you one thing and it's a, it's something else and you're constantly from the very beginning kind of looking for the secrets, the hidden the hidden elements. But it read really fast. Like I think I read the whole thing in like 5 hours.
0: 5 or 6 hours. Yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah, it's a, it's a very quick read if you can like if you can allow yourself to be absorbed by it. Um I could see it being a really like a real drag to read if like you're not into the like style of it if you're not into the prose. Um,
1: not geoengineering. I'm gonna figure this word out. <laughs> Someone stole the word from me. Um.
0: In, in in terms of uh of how of how it was told, simply like uh via kind of like cutting back and forth between flashbacks and, like, the, you know, past and things like that. Actually, um... I mean, it's, it, this is certainly not the first novel that's done it. There's plenty of, you know, flashbacks over the years. I thought it was really well done. And I was, you know, just from a, a writing perspective, I was like, I don't know that he could have told the story in a more effective way to, like, kind of give you the, the details. It's like, basically for me, it was like basically every time I needed, like, to change the scene or to, like, to just get a reset or to get a, a different perspective on the narrator, like, he was providing it. So, like, the pacing of it and, like, the pacing of, like, the revelations and the you know here's a what she used to be so you can kind of see the threads of that coming forward you know or here's what it was with her husband or you know things like that like they were perfectly timed for me like just to the point where i was like okay i can't do this anymore like there it was like scene break reset something totally different yeah um so uh, i mean he cer- it, he
1: certainly puts the reader through like a psychological like i felt almost like a physical pressure whenever i would read it Mm -hmm. like it it was difficult yeah like i and i i do a lot of my reading on the train and i would just be like oh i think i have to stand or do i feel too hot like too aware of myself too
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it it was weird it made like you were out of control disembodied
0: yeah and I, i almost can't Like, I almost can't even fathom, like, a worse place to try and read this book, because this (laughs) book is so much about, like, this pristine nature area and essentially being alone in it, because, like, within, you know, days, this expedition has completely splintered and the narrator spends most of her time alone in this environment, Um, you know, than trying to read it, like, on a subway in New York City, like, Preston with, like, a hundred other people. Like, I I got to read it, you know... um, it, in out in the country like I was just like I could be alone in my head and literally forget that I have a body and be just like completely absorbed in like this story and I don't know I it's felt, like yeah I, know, I can't I don't imagine know. for me
1: it kind of the... worked because there there was like almost a cacophony of sensation in the book you know like yeah mm-hmm. she was alone in the wilderness but everything was wrong you know mm-hmm. like the 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 plants, the air, the smells, the noises like everything was wrong and 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 that's what it's like to be on the subway
0: <laughs> every there's nothing, yeah. nothing is correct, uh like the whole world at like a ten degree tilt yeah exactly <laughs> um so did you have a favorite of the um journals that she sampled uh no, no. Because my favorite was absolutely via the, uh, the purple thistle journal. <laughs> like the one where the, the writer was like so oh, just intently fizzles. focused on like that one particular plant. And it's just like <laughs> nothing else. Like nothing exists in this purple thistle. Else except for this one thistle. I
1: think, <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite one was the blank one, obviously. But the... <laughs>
0: there we go yeah (laughs) the surveyor. but she's
1: always like it's funny because like i think in that same passage when she finds that out because she's like going through all of her shit she because the the surveyor destroyed everything (laughs) like fuck you i'm gonna destroy everything um The she had also was like, but I had water because I always stick it in my sleeping bag. And I'm like, what? So you are also a paranoid, distrustful person. And you're just (laughs) leaving that out. You're just like, no, but I I had water that I was hiding away from everyone else. And I wasn't going to share it. Like,
0: well, she she's like reflexively like she hides herself from her husband. She like doesn't tell anybody about like oh by the way I just got a nose full of spores guys. Like she hides she hides everything, everything.
1: and she 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 acts... hides the fact
0: that she's you know impervious to the hypnosis or thinks she, she is thinks and she, is. she hides. Yeah, like I mean she she hides everything. I
1: think that she it's weird her assumption that she's neutral and everyone else is somewhere along the line is is
0: mm-hmm. just it's wild, it's wild, like lady <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, I mean no she was she was absolutely like myopic in her in her perspective of the world,
1: yeah, I mean, it's exciting that she's so unlikable because you don't often get such unlikable characters that just remain fucking unlikable through the whole time I mean I was kind of like if you die I don't care like go ahead and die (laughs) but you know like in a way where it's like okay well the story ends you know she doesn't have anything else to say she's figured that shit out I guess for herself and it works and she's got herself in a place Mm -hmm. where she she works and she leaves but she leaves it behind which is interesting she doesn't take it with her to add to it so i guess she right she feels that that part of the her 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 interaction with the world is done
0: i don't i don't know because because i don't know how the other books are told if they like then switch to an actual like active perspective or if it's like different or expeditions also told, or yeah yeah you know ex- right whether they follow her or whether it's other like expeditions that come in like i don't I'm I'm genuinely curious to read, so maybe at some point I'll have an update for uh, for all of you uh, listening um, about that.
1: <laughs> you know, it's one of the things that I, that really. So obviously, our our author is a, is a guy. I don't I don't know if he's a white guy, but I believe he is. I believe I've seen pictures. Just, there um, seems to be an authorial arrogance, which I'm not saying is unacceptable i'm you he wrote a story he has his own point of view like good for him but i detect Mm -hmm. authorial like arrogance when he's like i'm gonna make them all women and i'm gonna make them all i'm not gonna describe them and i'm you know it's like they could be men they could be women but i'm going to explicitly say they're all women just just to you know just because people will assume they wouldn't be but then i'm going to take away their names So you can't even like decide what they are. You can't, you don't know what races they are. You know, you, you know nothing Mm -hmm. about the fact that other than the fact that they all call each other women and by their, their functions. And I, I couldn't, I really, I still don't know if I'm, if I feel like that's progressive or not. Because I know we've read a lot of books now where the authors have explicitly messed with the reader's comprehension of the gender or the name or, you know, mm-hmm. but I just, I felt like this was the, the most clumsy of those attempts. Cause I just didn't get
0: why he did it except to do it. Hmm. Um, I mean, it, here it, it didn't actually occur to me that that might be something he was even trying to do. Um, i it was just like one of those things where I mean at least there's at least precedence in the expedition the husband was on with all of them being male, yeah, and maybe that was like very calculatedly done in uh by the people like the southern reach sending uh people into area x like god forbid they start mating actually didn't they talk about that with some of the early expeditions they had like uncontrollable like mating urges so like maybe that's like maybe that's why why you know so then it's one of those things if like the the flamboyant kind of explorer husband had gone first then who's left to follow except the wife You know, yeah.
1: I mean, they Um, never talk about if they had children or why they didn't have children, or I mean, like, and I, get get all of that. I just feel like I don't know. I in especially in the the kind of book book zeitgeist right now. I just I don't mm -hmm. I don't think it's a plus when you when the author lets the reader make all those decisions. Because Mm -hmm. then all those decisions, I I just, you're not, I don't think you're pushing the reader. It's like, okay, they're all women, but like, then are, is, am I, am I, am I imagining a bunch of white women? Am I, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, something explicitly stated is more important. I don't know. It doesn't do Mm -hmm. anything for the story. Probably not. It bothered me. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I
0: mean, I guess the other question is this, like is there a point to making them all women when literally no aspect no, of No. Right. Exactly. Being a woman, I think that's like, why it matters to the story. Yeah,
1: it's not like they talk about like periods or or cuz I kept I kept waiting. I was like, okay, this author made them all women because he's going to make a statement about femininity or motherhood or what it means to be a woman in these right. like where but then like that kind of never really happened beyond the fact that she was a slightly dis like she was kind of a distant unemotional woman which in itself is kind of an odd thing to see uh not bad right. if you're a woman but odd in like characterizing women in in books but i yeah. i don't know nothing ever really came of that so then it's like well then why are they all women but then like right, nobody yeah, I mean, ever from, asks yeah. that if they're all men. Like I guess if they if they had all default been men, I'd probably just be complaining that they were all men. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: it bothered me. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. It, it wasn't something that I noticed one way or the other except to think like there's really nothing about any of these characters that makes them women. And which is not to say that like woman or womanhood is some monolithic Thing, but at the same time it was like yeah i mean like there's nothing here that like couldn't be a man and that that does leave some lack of nuance um yeah i mean when it comes to the whole like idea of strong female character like that that whole concept is it is like a strong character that is able to be female well i guess that they, they, weren't really, female. they weren't
1: really strong you know? characters they were they were props like the only yeah. character is the biologist and the rest of them are her
0: her kind of impressions of other people which are
1: really yeah. flat
0: because well because i mean that's going back to her yeah. like that's how she relates to other people she doesn't understand like Genuine, deep relating, or <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of Bond- like okay, human well, bonding. Then our main
1: character is female, and I guess that's okay. But I would like to know a little bit more about her. Other, I mean, otherwise, then is she? Is she? Is she nothing because she's everything? Is she Eve? Is she, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. pseudo-biblical language, Christianity kind of thing. Which is funny because at some point she explicitly says that she's nothing. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because you're finding all this meaning in these, in this pseudo-biblical language. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're not nothing. You're coming from, like, a Judeo-Christian kind of culture. Like, maybe you're not churchy, but you're reading yeah. you're reading you're thinking of stuff like destroyer of worlds and it's given you like some some kind of zing in your brain you know like well,
0: yeah i mean you're he- you're hearing like words of i mean you're hearing sermons in yeah those words. i mean exactly. i guess some of the, the words picked up do in- intentionally like include things like sin and like the you know rotting fruit and sinners and stuff like that yeah. so i mean i guess like even if you're coming from the most pristine like irreligious background you could still make an argument that it, it comes off like a sermon um or like well and then she talks church, later about she's like oh maybe tr- Proverbs I or whatever. She,
1: she's like oh i don't know if she thought she was gonna be in heaven or if she was just going to the worms or whatever and i'm like but <laughs> like you're thinking about i don't know it's just like she she would posit herself to be this like very neutral observational person but then she had all of these like qualifications that she would give everything all the time so she was she wasn't Mm -hmm. an observer she just wasn't driven by the pursuit of knowledge I think she was driven by the pursuit of her own personal viewpoints Mm -hmm. I don't know I would absolutely agree with that yeah (laughs) It's, it's a weird, I don't know. There was also, I had this vision where it's like, you know, like, what is disassociation? Cause I, I don't think that I, I mean, like I've, I've had my own like general traumas where I would assume I disassociated to like cope, but I'm not like a person who it would identify as a disassociated person or an alternate thinker or some, you know, someone in therapy or anything like that. So I'm like, you know, trying, I'm like, what's going on? Like what, what is being, what is being communicated to me through all of this? And I kind of realized that like, I think I might be the polar opposite of the biologist because like, there's this whole idea (laughs) where like she, she almost goes in it's like it's all it's like she it's like if you just focus the camera forever inward like Ant-Man style where Mm -hmm. it's just like you just keep going down like that's how she thinks of everything like she interconnects it Mm -hmm. through herself down into the ground down into the cells like all of that but like the way that Mm -hmm. I deal with sort of like big stuff that stresses me out is I think about how small I am and I go out and I think about how mm-hmm. I'm just like a little person on a little on a in a country on a planet in a solar system in an infinity of space, and that like grounds me in a way. So like there was just, I forget what the passage was, but that was the she was going through her like inner inner cell kind of dive, and I was like thinking about the tower and how her tower goes down into the ground and everything, and how like if I saw the tower, would it go into the ground or would it go up into the sky? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting book that it makes you think like that <laughs> I,
0: yeah yeah no i mean it, it it's a fast- it's it's a fascinating uh psychological study too yeah for sure um i feel very do so, to watch the film now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm actually quite curious myself um so just just to kind of give everyone in uh listening um a bit of the sort of poetry of it, Um, I'm going to read a paragraph that's just mostly descriptive, but does kind of end with a little bit of her sort of self-reflection. Far worse, though, was a low, powerful moaning at dusk. The wind off the sea and the odd interior stillness dulled our ability to gauge direction, so that the sound seemed to infiltrate the black water that soaked the cypress trees. The water was so dark we could see our faces in it, and it never stirred, set like glass reflecting the beards of gray moss that smothered the cypress trees. If you looked out through these areas, toward the ocean, all you saw was the black water, the gray of the cypress trunks, and the constant, motionless rain of moss flowing down. All you heard was the low moaning. The effect of this cannot be understood without being there. The beauty of it cannot be understood either, and when you see beauty in desolation, it changes something inside you. Desolation tries to colonize you. And, like, I mean, the whole book is kind of written in that tone and is sprinkled with those little aphorisms. Like, I think I made, you know, two dozen highlights, and they all include some line like that last one. Yeah. Desolation tries to colonize Desolation. you. <laughs>
1: it's the kind of, like, really dramatic shit that I would write when I was 16 and, like... <laughs> I got a B on a test or something. <laughs> like, not to belittle it, but that's, I feel like it's just very dramatic. but in a deeply personal way that it's almost embarrassing to, like, share, you know? It's like, you are reading her field notes, so she is putting herself into it. And probably more than she thinks mm-hmm. she's leaving behind. Absolutely. But, you know, it's very, like, okay, okay, so the emos... <laughs> can you imagine I, I can hear that as like a, a refrain in a song like desolation tries to colonize you uh.
0: when you see the beauty in desolation it changes exactly
1: you. come on it changes you i just want to you know you see the, the see, the the desol- see the beauty in the desolation i see the beauty in the desolation i
0: see it <laughs> um uh, so uh, before we kind of get to our concluding section of Murder oh, Mary Fuck, yes. are there any are there any other comments or or things that you wanna bring up to feel complete about this discussion? Uh no okay <laughs> um well in that case um rachel will you please uh share who you would uh murder who you'd marry and who you'd fuck mm. out of this uh wonderful cast all right who would i murder who would of, I murder? Of, of people creatures and implied people
1: <laughs> i think i would murder the moaner i didn't like him <laughs> i didn't like the environmental area that he occupied on the map I didn't like his moaning. I didn't like his face falling off. I didn't like that guy. So murder him. Mm -hmm. I think I would marry the crawler. (laughs) Because he's just like doing his thing. And you could leave him alone. And he seems to have, like, he seems to be really sensitive and kind of sad on the inside and maybe just needs someone to learn to talk to him. (laughs) I don't like the handy, those little weird hands that seem to, like, hang out around him, but, you know, whatever. Um, And then I guess the fuck. Maybe they have their uses. Yeah, they might. They might. I don't don't know. (laughs) I know. Like, interacting with it seems to be, like, this terrifying thing that could almost kill you, but then, like, nothing is specified about how that happened. I don't know. (laughs) that's what i imagine marriage to be like and then uh i guess the fuck is like the 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 weird dolphin the winking dolphin yeah (laughs) those are okay yep um oscar isaac's not in the book right (laughs)
0: As far as I know, as far as I know, all right. So my, uh, my murder would probably be the psychologist um, just because I don't know. I don't, I don't like people she who try sucked. and control me and I yeah. don't like people who withhold information deliberately. That kind of like, I don't know, that's zero to 60 like rage for me. Yeah.
1: Push that um, bitch off the top of the tower. I'd
0: probably, f- probably fuck the surveyor. Um, <laughs> just like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get her on your side. Yeah. Like, she seems she's, muscly. She's practical. Yeah. And you know um, whether whether I agreed with her perspective or not, like that is a way to kind of get her on your team. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm totally marrying her husband. Like I have a weakness for that type. It's they're my kryptonite, but I, that's that's who I'd marry. The husband, so. Mr. Husband. yeah the uh, the wanderer who has like this secret inner world that like he you know was just waiting for her to like ask. Well, to he come was the to, doctor, like, right? But her. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did they originally have a doctor, but the doctor didn't make it through the border? No, they, their team didn't have one. They had a linguist, and the linguist was the one that didn't make it through. Oh, linguist. Okay. Yeah. Right,
1: because she was like, we need the linguist. No one else can understand these, English, these words written in English. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> the uh all right yeah why didn't they have a doctor i guess they were like whatever you guys are going to die you don't need a doctor
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like the psychologists knew this was a team that they did not have you want
1: you to kill yourself so no doctor
0: yeah they didn't they didn't have a lot of hopes for the previous team with like 11 they had two doctors and they clearly like intended them to to survive it <laughs> um all right well thank you Wait, was uh, there a worm thank in you it? for reading was there a worm in it uh I, I took the moaner to be oh yes rachel was there was there a worm was there in a worm
1: there were little wormy th- details like you
0: didn't think the moaner counted as a worm was he a worm i don't know what i thought that was i hated that thing <laughs> I mean, I kind of pictured it as like a giant snake. A giant I don't snake. know, uh, like because it, cause it's or, or like a snake-like thing, right? Because I was thinking of like the the molting was actually just part of its natural process, and you know, like that was just. It, it just I was
1: picturing something that was like a cross between a a horseshoe crab, and and like, <laughs> I I don't know what I thought that shit was. <laughs> was there so, a worm w- Well, maybe
0: <laughs> kind of like everything else was this happening was this real was it, was it there was there a worm? maybe, was, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> all right um thank you for reminding me of that most important question <laughs> now uh for the second most important question of the night what am i reading next <laughs> oh
1: god okay so <laughs> as i said off off uh, off recording but now I'm saying it right now I forgot that I needed to come up with a book to respond to it. <laughs> I forgot the whole purpose <laughs> of this podcast because I was like to flip you know, I was freaking out so uh, then, then I was like wait no I have the best thing ever so we just read a book about losing yourself disassociating yourself being in a weird shit place that you don't understand uh, thinking you know people, but they you don't really know people, and then uh, there are monsters. Uh, so, <laughs> in response, <laughs> with a completely different ending, I, um, I'm going to assign us a sequel. I think this is our first sequel in the project. Okay. And it's going to be the next Sarah Moss book in the court books. Uh, so okay. we've already read, uh, uh, so what is it? A Court of Thorns court of and of, Roses. I'm like a bush with rones, roses and thorns. <laughs> <laughs> a Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, and then so we are going to read, what's the title of the second one so I get it right? Because I only know the acronyms, you guys. It's terrible. A code.
0: Well, what, what's the acronym? The because ac- I can probably come up with the title.
1: Uh it's a uh, court of mist and fury uh so a kumf uh, comf- <laughs> <laughs> is the a kumf uh a kumf. Comf- comf- <laughs> uh, comf- you can put that a in there a kumf. Comf- uh court of mist and fury so it's our first sequel this is the middle of the trilogy maybe we'll read the third one maybe we won't i don't know there are no rules everything's weird uh but I think it's interesting, but no, for real, for serious, we just read a book that mm-hmm. deals with, like, depression and, like, disassociation. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the Moss books are really just kind of, like, sexy YA nonsense, but she also does a really good job of working through what it's like to live after a traumatic event. Uh okay. So we, we read the first book the ending is traumatic for Feyre and the sequel is yes. how she kind of deals with that. So.
0: Okay. Awesome. I look forward to uh, some hopefully lighter. reading Way lighter. <laughs>
1: oh my God. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk next time. All right. Thanks for the chat. Bye. Bye.